Now it's Just Plane Radio. Yeah. The show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. I can fly. Brought to you by JustPlaneRadio.com. It's your lucky day. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. You got a plane. Call Just Plane Radio toll free now at 888-884-2FLY. And the sky's the limit. That's 888-884-2359. Sir? I'd like you to take the helm, please. I'd be glad to. Greg, your co-pilot, that's me, along with Captain Dennis. We are your crew for Just Playing Radio, the show devoted to the aviation lifestyle and learning to fly. And boy, do we have a fun show for you today. We're going to check in with lights from Sun and Fun. Uh, the event is happening uh, middle of April here, just a few weeks away. And uh, he's the big kahuna, the big cheese behind that massive event. And uh, I know uh, all the aviation enthusiasts are going to be, well, they're chomping at the bit to attend this event. So we're going to get the latest from him on uh, how things are coming uh, coming together. And I've heard good things, but we'll uh, get it from the horse's mouth or the the big kahuna, as I said, like I said, lights from sun and fun. Also, uh, Captain Keith going to join us, hopefully, at some point. He's transporting a plane in the back of his truck. I don't know what that means. Uh, but we are uh, we're going to try to find out here a little bit later on. But first, Captain Dennis and myself went flying together, and we are here to report that uh, not only we made it, but uh, we're here to respond to all the social media comments that we got uh, from the pictures that we posted from our little flight. Dennis, how are you doing, buddy? I'm doing great, Greg. Now, you are not a big social media guy, so I don't know that you've even seen these comments. Have you? I have not because I have zero social media presence. Okay. Well, that explains it. And uh, so all the uh, ball busting, which was directed at me, of course, I did see. And uh, I thank you for your comments uh, just because I got a thick skin and I can take it. For any fireware from like, hey, what, what, what is going on here? Tom Haynes from AOPA, are pigs flying? And I'm like, who are you no, calling a pig? No, it's just Greg. Yeah, right. <laughs> I was like, I didn't know where he was directing that comment but uh but yeah we got a, quite a few comments from folks uh not believing that you know i was actually in an airplane flying with dennis uh, i was in the right seat and i was playing co-pilot I, I didn't take the uh take the yoke at any point because well it's dennis's plane and he knows better is that right something along that okay line. I mean, i'm right. not a lot you know from an insurance perspective i i shouldn't be doing any flight training with my airplane because i'm not you know it's not insured for it right well one person just said oh wait are, are you actually a pilot or a passenger and i think i was a pilot because just because of the fact that i was in the right uh you know right seat that counts right it it does. I yeah, mean, you see? could have, you could have immediately taken over the controls at any point. You had mm-hmm. you know full access to everything. God help but. you if I do. But regardless, but yeah, I could have. And uh, you know, we we had a great time. I for the first time I got to actually see firsthand uh, where Dennis is living down there in Fort Myers at the air park. You know, we've been talking about his relocation from up north, and uh, he invited me down for a day. I hung out with the family. He gave me the, you know, nickel tour, the new place, the new pad, the air park, which was impressive. Your neighbors, which were super nice. They were uh, good folks. And uh, we just had a, a great time uh, wandering around the air park and just seeing the layout of your, your new pad. I, it was impressive. You had a lot to show off, Dennis. 
Well, it is a very, very nice place. I mean, mm-hmm. one, the community is just very welcoming, as you saw. I mean, you we go off for a little golf cart ride around the neighborhood to kind of show off, you know, where things are in relation and how you would taxi out to the runway. And, you know, there's a one of the hangers open, the guy's got his airplane pushed out, and, you know, two minutes later, you're sitting in his hangar on a chair drinking a blue moon. You know, right. It's just that kind of openness at the hangar. Everybody yeah. is, you know, very like-minded. We're all pilots. We all want to share what we do in our in our passion. I mean, how many airplanes was were in that hangar the other day? Remember? Yeah. Well, your neighbors, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well, he had one, uh, that was complete, like a cub looking thing that looked, that was just like spotless. And then he had the frame of another one that it looked like he was working on. And then he had another wooden frame of an aircraft up, up on a shelf or something. And yeah, his and hangar slash in the corner. Yeah. Yeah. It was crazy. I was like, I said, what are you doing? I said, I said, are you building all these? He goes, yeah, someday. He's like his, you know, keeps me off the streets at night or something. And he hangs out in his hangar or garage. I mean, it, it's funny. These, you know, these air parks, I, I was shocked at how big, you know, these hangars were connected I mean, to the houses. I mean, they're, you know, technically they're hangars, but they're kind of positioned like a massive garage connected to your home. And then you taxi your airplane right out of the garage or hangar, uh, right out to the, uh, you know, to to the taxiway, which is your street, and all the stop signs are all about twelve inches high, so your wings will clear, you know, any obstacles, and you can take a plane up uh, upwards of what wingspan? Thirty or so, thirty ish? Uh, no, over forty feet. Oh, okay. Well, see, I didn't remember what it was, but it, yeah, well, the, the Mooney is what 30, 36 foot wingspan. So in, all right. Okay. We're on the there higher side. I think Cirruses are up close to, close to 38 feet. So yeah, you, know, you can easily fit your typical twin en- or single or even a twin engine uh, down any of the streets in our neighborhood. Yeah. Well, you, you pull your aircraft out of your uh, hangar, your private hangar at your house, and then you just taxi down your street to the runway, which is just a press a little button. It opens up the gate to the runway and we're off. I mean, Talk about feeling like a big deal. I mean, it was kind of cool. I will say, uh, uh, you know, D- Dennis is living large. I think anyone listening right now, if they're an aviation enthusiast, this is the ultimate pad to have where you can store your own aircraft in your garage and then well, taxi off. Yeah. You know, the part I love about it is I don't have to make a separate trip to the airport if I want to go do something on the airplane. Mm-hmm. I just have to walk out into the garage. So right. I actually find myself spending more time at home, obviously, because I'm not splitting time between going up to the airport and, you know, changing spark plugs or updating a database and, you know, and losing an hour round trip, you know, just going to the airport. I just yeah. go out in the garage and do something. It's, yeah. it's really, really convenient. And I hit it at a great time because I, I can't, came down and hung with Dennis. And, uh, luckily it was taco Tuesday and he said, we got a plan. I'm like, what are you talking about? We're going to fly from Fort Myers up to Arcadia, which is about 35 miles. And and it's taco Tuesday. They bring in this, uh, taco truck to the FBO there and, uh, all the pilots fly in and, and have, uh, some authentic Mexican cuisine. And sure enough, we did it. And I was shocked how many pilots and, and planes we saw there at this little airport. Uh, and the food was awesome. It was really good, but it was, it was just like they, they pull it in every Tuesday. It's kind of a big deal there in Arcadia. If you haven't done it, Taco Tuesday, I guess has been going on for years there. Is that the case or do you know? 
Yeah, it's been going on, well, uh, at least since I moved in here in November, but I think it's been going on a lot longer than that. I mean, Arcadia, you saw the sign in their office, you know, recognizing them as the uh, number one GA airport for 2020. And right. that's just one of the many things that they do. You know, there's a fuel discount on on that fly-in Tuesday as well. So, hey, us pilots, you know, we're willing to go fly an hour out of our way to save 10 cents a gallon on gas. Well, I, it was a little bit more than that. I mean, uh, compared to like the FBO in Orlando, it was literally half oh, of what you would half pay. Half of what you would pay at, at, at a bigger airport. At one yeah. of the fancy FBOs. But they, they had everything. It was self-serve. But it was, like you said, the gas price was phenomenal. And on Tuesdays for Taco Tuesday, it's 10 cents off more. Is that what it was? Or something? Yeah, they t- usually take another 10 cents off a gallon off the pump price. So, you know, yeah. hey, it's a little an extra incentive if you needed it to, to come out. Yeah. And we saw some people coming out for Taco Tuesday. We saw some others that just came in for the cheap gas. There was a Cirrus that came in right behind us, and they were in line to get uh, fuel. Uh, and, and I don't think they stopped for any uh, gas. They just gassed up their plane instead of gassed up their bodies as well like we did. <laughs> Because it, it, it did stick with you a little bit, but in a good way, you know? Yeah, I've never had a bad meal there. And I've, I've tried the burritos, the tortas, and the tacos, and it's all been exceptional. Exactly. And, and uh, obviously, you know, it's gotten around because it was fairly busy. Not too busy where you couldn't get in there with no problem. But the flying was, uh, you know, was good. And it, was, it wasn't difficult to get in there and in and out. But uh, there were definitely a little, there was quite a bit of chatter as we were coming into Arcadia along with everybody else. (laughs) So good times. And the flying was awesome as well with Captain Dennis. All right, look, uh, we got uh, Sun and Fun coming up in Lakeland here in April. Uh, Lights, who's the big kahuna, going to join us next. Stay close to Just Plain Radio. Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot, and flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. A state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. Whether you're a flight student, an experienced pilot, or simply an aviation enthusiast, there is a place for you as a member of the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association. Join AOPA to get the latest general aviation news, safety resources, and technical support you need to sharpen your skills and become a central part of the nation's vibrant general aviation community. Learn more about becoming a member at AOPA.org. That's AOPA.org. Do you have a message or product you need to share with the aviation world? Well, look no further than Just Plane Radio. Just like you, thousands of aviation enthusiasts are hearing this message. And we could be talking about you and your product or service as early as next Saturday. Remember, a terrible thing happens when you don't advertise. 
nothing. Go to JustPlainRadio.com. Send us an email and let us get to work to make your marketing message matter. Just Plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Everybody on every plane should just constantly be going, oh my god! Wow! Yes! You're sitting in a chair in the sky. Yes. Just playing radio, Greg, your co-pilot, that's me, along with Captain Dennis, and we are now joined by the Grand Poobah of Sun and Fun, Lights. I don't think that's his official title, and he probably doesn't appreciate it when I give him these extra titles, but God bless him for talking to us anyway. Lights, how are you, buddy? Too good to be true, my friend. Life's getting exponentially better as we race towards that cataclysmic collision with aviation fans and airplanes it's going to be great okay a collision and airplanes not really two words we like to combine but i think (laughs) we know where he's going with this Uh, everybody's very excited about the fact that sun and fun in lakeland is happening here in the middle of april i can't wait uh just a matter of weeks away not you know it's going to be here before we know it and uh ticket prices or i mean tickets are available online right now and you're telling me before we even went on the air during the commercial break that uh, demand has been strong is that is that the case or what lights uh it's scary strong yeah um we did not anticipate uh this kind of uh, mass early purchasing uh people are anxious i guess to get out and about and we're an outdoor event so we fit the venue for uh an exciting experience in a safe environment. So they're buying tickets left and right to the point that we were, we've actually had just meeting a little while ago. Uh, where are we going to park everybody on Saturday? Because uh, at the current rate they're purchasing it, we're going to get pretty close to, we will, we most likely will max out on Saturday. And it's not that our campus can't facilitate the large crowds. Yeah. It's just our, our, our parking area, which is huge and has never been packed before. Hmm. It looks like it could be a challenge for us. And wow. we've already been working with the police department on moving cars. We added, actually, we're adding um, another parking lot for overflow that we'll start using on Saturday afternoon early. So we're getting ready for the, the, uh, the onslaught of aviation fans. Yeah. And, and you know, we had uh, lights on a couple weeks ago to give us a little preview. And you were telling me then that, you know, uh, everything is going to be, uh, you know, full tilt this year and then some. I mean, you got the Wednesday night night show going, the, the Saturday night show, the fireworks, everything that we typically expect from Sun and Fun is going to be on uh, full tilt. Is that right? Oh, absolutely. You know, uh, the lineup is strong. Uh, every day we've got a three and a half to four hour show, uh, except for Thursday. Thursday is going to be the arrival for the Blue Angels, their new. Uh, Super Hornets, and they will do all their geo-refing flights back and forth and get their timing down. And they do a little mini uh, practice between the, the, the uh, Diamond and the two solos. Uh, and then they shut down, and, then, and we'll have some Warbirds in between all that. And then on Friday, we go into a full-blown practice for them, and then the show's on Saturday, Sunday. Uh, but on top of that, the F-22's coming in to put their full demo on. Uh, we've got a static ramp that's going to just be packed with uh, everything from uh, – 
F uh, F-18s and F-16s. We got a guy that wants to bring a QF-16. I don't think anybody's ever seen one of those in here. Now, I promise you, it will be flown by a human being. Okay. But it's a QF-16, right. so it's a drone to be shot down, uh, but it'll be on the ramp out here. So that's, well, that's all kinds of fun stuff. Yeah, well, that won't be at night because you are doing the drone show uh, for the night shows. This uh, is back this year at Sun and Fun, right? Yep, actually on Wednesday and Saturday night, they're back uh, as long as the winds and the weather support it. Uh, they're going to be up there and performing. They've continued to improve their, sh- their act. So we're very excited about showing those guys off. Um, anticipate that it's going to be a crowd pleaser I'm because sure. they've got all kinds of formations they're going to do that are computer generated that people have never seen before. So this will be a first as well. So this could be a, a milestone event in Sun and Fun's history. I love it. How, how many drones are a part of that? Do you know? Or they surprise you? Wow. Okay. So that's going to be impressive. (laughs) If you've never seen a nighttime drone show and what they can do up in the sky, it is truly um, magical. You just kind of shake your head like, oh my God, what am I looking at? It is freaky what they can do with these lighted uh, drones these days. So, very, very a lot of imagination has gone into the way they sculptured their transition from one formation to the next. I mean, obviously, saw them at the Super Bowl. They can make a football. They can right. make air, I mean, they can do anything. Yeah. And you know, to the to the human eye, it's just almost as if you're watching magic uh, occurring right in front of you there in the darkness. It's it is. Phenomenal. It is freaky. I, I saw one at Christmas time uh, down by Disney, and they made a Christmas tree in the sky. And it rotated and changed colors. The whole thing's so you're like, oh my gosh, it looks like a cartoon, you know, or something right there in front. Of, it was freaky. So I know that it's intense and it's hard to describe until you see it. But I'm looking forward to that on top of all the aircraft and everything. So, uh, you know, and just hanging out with our fellow aviator, aviation enthusiasts is just going to be a blast. And you've taken the precautions to make sure everybody's going to be safe. Like you said, you know, Sun and Fun has never been lacking for space. That is, uh, you know, other than the parking issue you talked about, as far as getting out there and still being able to enjoy all the uh, attractions and and hanging out, you can still have plenty of space to kind of, you know, enjoy the sights and still keep a a little distance between your group and another group. And I know Dennis is planning to bring out his RV and do the whole camping thing. You got any questions along those lines there, Dennis, or what? No, I just need to know when I can, how soon can I come up and uh, and set up camp? Well, probably yeah. now. Is that right, uh, lights or what? I tell you right now, you're you're not the first guy here. Uh, there they're you go. See, here. They're already there. <laughs> they're, yeah, they're rolling in and camping out, and they're watching airplanes land, and they're getting um, uh, mentally prepared for this wonderful event. So yeah, the, the crowd's already starting to show up. Now, granted, the majority of the people that will come here for the show will start rolling in here probably about Thursday, Friday before the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the, that's the mass arrival, if you will, because they like to be all set up and ready to go on Sunday to watch all the crazy airplanes land on uh, Monday. And as Tuesday rolls into the showtime. So yeah, there's, there's a huge crowd that'll be rolling in here right before the show. Um, and our camping revenue, our camping uh, is filling up rapidly. So you don't want to wait too late because there won't be a space because it's first come, first serve. Yeah. Um, and there's a, there's a lot of space, but at the end of the day, there's only so much space. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will tell you, though, that we've had a lot of calls, people asking, well, are, we know you're filling up, but are you going to have room for airplanes? We go, yes, we will. Mm-hmm. Uh, plenty of airplane parking spots. So you just bring on your your favorite little two or four-winged air, uh, beast. And bring it on down because we got room for everybody. Okay. Our friends, the Coconut Flyers, do a great job over there in the uh, vintage aircraft area. Yeah. But even in Homebuilt, they're up there doing all kinds of fun stuff. And 
uh, general aircraft parking. I mean, our Comanche group comes in and they have uh, events every night. I got a group from JetBlue that wants to bring about 100 of their pilots in here and have a, a week long uh, experience with all of them together. So, yeah, the, the evening is a lot of fun. It just, I always thought of camping as, you know, a Hilton without room service, but my <laughs> wife had other ideas. Okay. All right. Well, you know, uh, once again, it's all about the social aspects of it uh, for sure. It's just a blast. FlySNF.org is the website to go to for all the information about tickets, camping, you name it. They got it all right there for you, even how to fly in. Uh, Lights, thank you. Look forward to seeing you there on site there in a couple weeks, and we'll let you get back to your planning uh, festivities, all right? Thank you very much for the time. We look forward to seeing you guys out there and uh, broadcasting live from Sun and Fun 21 as we rock and roll the air show industry with the first big event of the year. Couldn't have said it better myself. And we got more coming up on Just Plain Radio. Just Plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot. And flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. A state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. You are now clear for takeoff with Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. What's rattling back there? Uh, well, I don't, I don't know what this thing is. My controls. Roger that. Is that tow bar come loose? Well, I don't know. Is, is this is this the tow bar? Yeah, that's it. Oh, oops, sorry, oh, hey, sorry, sorry, no, sorry. No, it's all right. I got it. Sorry, I got sorry. it. Uh, peanut brittle. Could this day get any better? No! Oh, no! Get the tow bar off! No! No! no, it's stuck between the seat. I Let it go. I got it. Oh! 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 Stay with us, Gus. Oh my God, those cheekbones. You look like JFK Jr. Oh! He looks like JFK Jr. I don't know what I'm doing. Well, put it on autopilot. Put it on autopilot. There is no autopilot. This is a lawnmower with wings. Well, you fly remote control planes. Do what you do there. I crash them. That's why I buy all the time. Oh, I was wrong. I don't want to die this way. Oh, I'll settle for a nice, boring death at ground level. Well, technically, we will be dying at ground level. Uh, I got it. I got it. I got it. Uh, uh, okay. Uh, we're good. All right, just so you know, I completely kept my cool through that whole thing. This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot, that's me along, Captain Dennis. And we now have Captain Keith uh, with us as well. 
uh, just for a brief moment, because he's uh, you're doing a delivery of an airplane. Is that what you're doing, Keith? What's what's going on exactly? Well, of an er- airplane vertical stabilizer, I am. Okay. Yeah, we we had a we had a bird strike. Oh. So the vertical stabilizer needs to be repaired. So yeah, I got it in the bed of my truck and delivering it to the the. We'll call it the body repair shop. Okay. So not the entire aircraft, but just the uh, the end there, the tail, the ele- what? The elevator or what? No, it's the Vert- vertical stabilizer. So Vertical stabilizer. Oh. Yes. So it's, it's a big chunk goes, of the airplane is in the back the of the... It goes up in the air, right? You got the, the horizontal where the elevator attaches to, and this is the part that goes up. Uh-huh. Okay. If you remember, if you remember, what, your, what attaches to that, Greg? Do you know what attaches to the vertical stabilizer? The aircraft. Hello. No, the oh. rudder. Oh yeah, yeah. I was going to say that too. <laughs> but uh, but I mean, does we're going to have to restart ground school? Do you, with do him, you got it uh, propped up so it looks like your truck is uh, going to take off from the highway it there? Looks, it looks like a shark fin. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's truck. even cooler. All right. I figured you'd like that. You know. Yeah. But but it got whacked by a a bird, huh? Yes. Who was looks you? Like, you weren't flying like it, were a you? Turkey vulture. No. Oh, okay. Turkey. Yeah, those things are annoying, but they're big yes, they and meaty and create well, a big somebody mess. Somebody probably yeah. had dinner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little extra roadkill pickup there for that That's evening, right. maybe. All right. Yeah. Okay. Well, you're almost to your destination, so I guess you got to go. So I'll let you go deliver your aircraft and get it fixed. And uh, we'll talk to you next week, my friend. Okay. All right. See you guys. There you go. Captain Keith, uh, you know, getting his uh, aircraft fixed in his truck. You don't usually hear. Can you log those hours? Good point. It's, uh, he's traveling. So I don't know. I would have tried maybe, but you know, you do what you got to do. Sometimes you don't hear very many stories where someone's taking their airplane in a truck. (laughs) That seems a little backwards, but hey, you do what you, you do what you got to do. They got to get the uh, airplane flying again uh, for the flight school, so that's what he's doing today. And we'll let him, uh, you know, focus on more important things like that, as opposed to talk and ramble about aviation enthusiast stories uh, with Dennis and I. So, uh, what do we got on the agenda? What could we uh, get deeper into? You think today, Dennis? Well, there's some. Uh Really positive news uh, coming out of uh, California. Robinson Helicopters just delivered their 13,000th helicopter. Wow. That's that's quite a milestone. I mean, yeah. Robinson has been, you know, kind of the, the default training aircraft, uh, you know, with their little two-seaters. And, you know, now they've got all the way up to the R-66, which is a turbine-powered airplane. Uh, they supposedly delivered uh, almost 1,000 of those. But in, in total, between all three airplanes, uh, over 13,000 airplanes have been delivered as of January of this year. Okay. And well, that's quite a milestone. Yeah. Yeah. And aircraft have still been flying that have, were built back in the 80s. So, I mean, really a testament to the quality and in the longevity of that uh, that airframe. Yeah. Who's getting the 13,000th uh, helicopter, have they said? They didn't because here's the crazy part. They've been so busy and things with COVID have been so crazy. You know, they're out of Torrance, California. So, you know, LA area, they, they've had, you know, probably hit a little bit harder with COVID than others. And with the shutdowns and social distancing and all the crazy things they've had to do to recall their, their workers, right? they kind of lost track of it until a couple months after that they realized, oh, we just hit 13,000. Oh, <laughs> we were supposed to put a special plaque on this one, you big dummy. Yeah. I mean, can they go back in their records and actually see that? 
I would I'm, imagine. I'm they sure could. they can, and they'll yeah. so they'll probably dig through it at some point and mm-hmm. send somebody a, a retroactive. Here you go. Yeah, um, here's your sticker. Put it, congrats. put it on there somewhere, and and then your plan will be worth double because it's a special edition, right? Do they ever do that? Do they? Uh, I mean, like uh, whether it was any brand or manufacturer. Uh, actually, yeah, Cirrus makes a big deal every time they hit a thousand threshold. So mm-hmm. we, uh, I don't we didn't talk to Patrick about it uh, when you guys had him on last week, but they, they have got a special limited edition 8,000 series uh, SR 22 with a custom paint scheme and all sorts of accessories and, you know, right. special. But that's not a one-off. That's like a, they, they do like eight of them that way. Okay. And if you get one of those, you can, uh, well, you, you end up you having get bragging a coll- rights. Yeah. You get bragging rights and a little bit of a collector's item and you could, uh, if you sell it, you could, you know, charge a premium, right? That's well, and yeah, I mean the way they're appointed and the amount of the accessories and things, yeah, it's certainly it's a higher, deep, higher package. It will be worth more, right? Uh, or it, well, it'll be worth more if someone's willing to give you more. I guess. Well, there's always that. <laughs> but right. the used airplane market being what it is, uh, you pretty much uh, it, it's definitely a seller's market still, just like real estate. Yeah. Um, you know, people have been really picking up, and it, the amount of inventory available for general aviation airplanes has been you know, at historic lows, whether it's business jets to, you know, pistons, mm-hmm. it's, it's all been snapped up very quickly. What do you think makes uh, an aircraft more valuable? The fact that it's a limited edition or just the stuff on it and in it? You think it could be a combination of the two or does one hold more so. weight? I think it's less, less so the limited edition, I think would have less of a value. Granted, I don't work for VREF and, you know, establish these prices. Yeah. And you know, when it comes to buying used airplanes, typically you want to try to buy an airplane that has everything you need in it. Cause it's, that's going to be the least cost way to get all of the avionics and toys. Right. You sure. You can add them after the fact, but, but who owned it, back. who owned it, whether it's like, you know, maybe, uh, like one of Jimmy Buffett's. Uh, old aircraft or something would that give it a little bit more panache and and value you think it potentially could i mean if you look at the history of the airplane uh, that sometimes can affect the value of it uh, yeah. there's a a, a steerman uh, back in minnesota at the museum there that they went through the records and found that it was actually flown by george hw bush when he was a uh, navy cadet stationed at the uh, world chamberlain uh navy base in, in minneapolis right so here was a, here's an airplane that we, they have in a museum that they actually can document that was flown by an ex-president. So sure. that well, would make it definitely a little bit more valuable as opposed to just, you know, a steerman that was used by, you know, a hundred different students. Yeah. Well, you know, you get one of Jimmy Buffett's uh, aircraft, a guy from Iron Maiden, Bruce Dickinson. I mean, he's a, he's a Cirrus pilot. He's probably flown a Cirrus uh, or two, maybe. And say, he's hey, also this... flown a 747 well, for okay, one of his tours, right? right? And, and, you know, maybe you'd uh, get a premium if you got a hold of, well, you'd pay a premium to get one of his former aircraft. I don't know. Or it could be someone like uh, Dennis, who has a Mooney 201 and has a, a new paint job with a Just Plane Radio logo on it. He'll be lucky if he gets half of what he paid for the aircraft now. You think? Shh. I'll tell my wife that. <laughs> That's the plane that we Greg and Dennis to flew to Arcadia and we went to on Taco Tuesday. Hey, and if it comes with the duct tape, we can, you know, it's the same one that we took to the Bahamas, right? You can decorate it to make it look like ours did. That's right. Yeah. Um, 
but uh, I'm just guessing it's not going to help increase the value of the aircraft. I don't no, know. No, I think the Avidyne uh, avionics ah, and the Ario ADS-B was probably the biggest value increaser on that aircraft. There is some value to the stories behind the aircraft and the look through them. In our case, it just doesn't really help the value. That's all. More coming up on Just Plane Radio. Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. This test today, it's important. I got it. I'm going to make you look good up there. Don't worry. Okay, now let's get these pants off and fly some planes. I'm learning to fly around the clouds. This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot. That's me along with Captain Dennis navigating the latest aviation news and information. All right, so we got a couple little news nuggets to share on today's uh, episode. Uh, there, you know, we were flying around Dennis and I around Florida, and I don't know if this is worth, you know, just marking off the list to go. It might be a reason to go, but there's a a, a new airport that has a new what flasher buoy. It's kind of unique, <laughs> or what? What do we call these? It's called a rotating beacon. Yes, and, that's what uh, I meant. Yeah. Now. The Boca Raton Airport is going to be the first airport in the United States to feature a LED uh, rotating beacon. So, okay. you know, the traditional green and white flashing light that you use to find an airport at night, mm-hmm. that technology is finally being upgraded. And uh, it's using an array of LEDs to uh, to ba- make the light instead of the traditional, you know, halogen style bulbs of, of old. Right. It's a huge energy savings. It gives you better, uh, better light, uh, better focused, less uh, light spill. So you don't have all of the, as, as it's rotating around, it's not, you know, flooding the airport with that, you know, beam of light that's going in a circle around. And it's supposed to be, you know, much more efficient, uh, 12 year uh, replacement interval instead of having to, you know, send somebody up the pole every couple of months to change out the light bulb. Yeah. Here, the thing will be, you know, set it and forget it for the next 12 years. But it's brighter think, as well as more efficient, it, though. It's right? brighter, supposed to be easier to see. So I think it's worth a trip. I'm going to yeah. go make a trip out to Boca Raton at night just to go see, you know, how different is this? Because there's enough small airports around there, you know, with Vero Beach and Palm Beach and all that, that you could be able to compare and contrast as you're right. flying in. Yeah, it give you another reason to fly, you know, at night and mark off your, you know, the the night flights that you have to do. Especially yeah, whatever they Florida. can do to make it easier to find the airport, uh, especially at night, I'm all for it. So first one of many, or do we know who's going to come in second, or do we? I care? would expect <laughs> it's going to be many other airports will start adopting the technology as as they start to wear out. I mean, it just doesn't make sense with the cost of energy isn't going any lower, and you know. What's it going to cost? How much do they have to pay on maintenance to replace those light bulbs on a regular basis? And right. if you can eliminate it for 12 years, set it and forget it. I can see a lot of airport operators wanting to switch out just for that. Yeah. And uh, as far as the distance, they think with this new technology, it'll go how much farther than what uh, it did I don't know if they gave a specific on how much farther, because a lot of that's going to depend just on the visibility. Right. Uh, but the light is, you know, if you look at your LED headlights on your car or even LED wingtip lights on your airplane, 
Uh, just by nature of the LEDs, it's a much more focused light. I would expect that you would have a uh, much better, much more uh, concentrated uh, light beam out of it, which would make it easier to pick out at a longer distance. Right. Well, it is a very bokeh thing to do, maybe, hey, too. Why not? Yeah. They, they, they'll hold the title. So God bless them. So, yeah, we'll put that on the list. Now, uh, you know, you can do that. You could just uh, decide to fly for Taco Tuesday, or maybe you just want to score some free swag. And AOPA and ForeFlight have teamed up for a new program to do just that. Is that right? That's right. Beginning in April, AOPA and ForeFlight are going to highlight a different region of the country uh, and partner with uh, various FBOs at those locations that when you fly in and check in, you'll be able to pick up some swag from both AOPA and ForeFlight while you're there. Huh. Uh, so in April, they're going to be featuring the South, and, and that line is, is pretty broad on what they consider the South because it's all the way up to Branson, uh, Vero Beach, uh, Austin, Texas, Galveston. So there's there's about a half a dozen or so different FBOs that are participating in this first round. Uh, and I think Vero Beach is going to be on my very short list. Uh, there also happens to be a restaurant on the field, I've been told. So I might might be an excuse to go fly out for a breakfast run and and go uh, pick up some four-flight swag while I'm there. Check out Sun Aviation. There you go. I, what's uh, special about the restaurant there? It's just heard? on the field. So oh, okay. that's, to me, any airport that's got a restaurant right on the field, that's cool. That's enough uh, of so a draw just, for Captain Dennis. Yeah. Hey, just taxi right in. I mean, I've been to three different airports here in my neck of the woods, uh, Okeechobee, uh, Sebring, and Venice, where you can fly in with your airplane, pull right up and park out in front, go have breakfast. Yeah. Okay. That's that's pretty cool. Well, I don't know if uh, AOPA's Tom Haynes was onto something when he's when he saw our pictures and said our pigs flying. I mean, I don't know if had if you want to make a connection to all these food runs we're making, Dennis. We got to well, be careful. They do serve bacon <laughs> and sausage. Okay. All right. There's that. I guess that sounds better than where I was going. But yeah, uh, well, but the swag. What is it? Like pens, hats, shirts. We do we know. They did not say, I guess I'm going to have to find out and report back. Okay. So stay tuned for uh, the first week or two in April, and I'll be making a run out to, to Vero Beach since that's the closest uh, from me. There you go. And, and I'm sure you could search uh, AOPA's website, aopa.org, maybe slash four flight or something, or do a search on, on that, and this program may pop up. But uh, if not, you'll hear it from your other aviation enthusiasts that are taking advantage of it because as soon as word gets out that hey man i flew over to vero beach and got a free t-shirt hey, they're gonna go nuts you know uh, uh, pilots will fly anywhere for something free or exactly heck, 10 cents off a gallon for gas right well that's why that's where i was going with that for sure yeah so it won't take much so uh yeah take advantage of it uh and improve your wardrobe is an aviation enthusiast. Now, uh, yeah. no guarantees that they're giving away a t-shirt. It might right. just be a four-flight keychain. But again, might be a pencil. We don't know. That's the part of the the fun thing. You, you don't know what you're going to get. You just know there's something. And it, so it's not really it, it's the journey, not the destination. Look at it that way, right? Exactly. Yeah. But please make sure that you do file a flight plan and have it in four flight because that's going to be one of the ways that they track you and get your entry. So mm-hmm. just go ahead and plan that flight in four flight. Do a VFR uh, flight plan. It's it's always a good idea. Yeah. All right. Well, AOPA has been doing some other stuff too. Uh, once you land at these airports, they're trying to what help standardize uh, taxi runway instruction. Is that what's going on or what? 
more so they're trying to standardize um, how they depict the parking areas. So oh, okay. in, in the above example of going to Vero Beach, if you wanted to go to the restaurant and you pull up your FAA uh, taxi diagram, there is nothing that says restaurant. So you, you know, if you were just to go fly in, where is the restaurant? Obviously you can land and ask the tower, but I kind of like to prepare ahead of time. And if you look at that uh, taxi diagram for Vero beach, there's probably seven different uh, ramps labeled FBO. So which one is it? Right. And so AOPA is really trying to standardize on that. Um, they're, they want to have the FBO ramps, you know, continue to be labeled, but also they'd like to identify where there is what they call itinerant or transient parking. So that would be a ramp that you as a non-tenant can park at for free or for a minimal charge and not have to use any of the FBO services. So you can go in, park your plane, go uh, catch an Uber into town and come back. And, you know, you're not paying that, you know, a $35 handling fee at the FBO right. uh, because you didn't use any services. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing that they want to do is identify where the general aviation parking is. And that would be for the tenants. That would be, you know, the people that are hangered there just so that it's easier to understand where you can go park at an airport. I'm looking forward to that because it is confusing right now, looking at these diagrams, trying to figure out which FBO, which side. So anything they do to make it easier, make us better prepared. It, it'll help when they give us a taxi clearance, uh, you know, to know about where we're going to be heading. Sure. Yeah. Because you want to make those uh, uncomfortable situations where you actually pull into an FBO and then find out, oh, there's a landing fee and all this other stuff that you weren't planning to uh, partake in. Uh, you can avoid those uncomfortable situations, right? Exactly. Yeah. Because, you know, you get that that surprise ramp fee. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not opposed to paying for those. Uh, you know, when I went into uh, Pompano Beach here a few months back, uh, that ramp fee that they charged me at Atlantic was a bargain because not only did they, uh, they brought us down to the boat yep. and uh, took, you know, gave us a rental car to use to go for lunch all at no charge. That was better. That was the best deal ever. So, you know, it, it's really up to the pilot. You know, if you do want or if you're opposed to paying any sort of a handling charge, if you don't need to use any of their services, I get it. Yeah. But sometimes you don't want to be surprised. This is a good thing for GA2. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, there's plenty of great opportunities to take advantage of those services they offer. But if you're not planning to use them and you get surprised, like, oh, by the way, you owe us 50 bucks for just landing because you wanted to eat here in Vero Beach. Like, wait a minute, wait, I, I wouldn't have tipped as much then. You would have actually tipped, Greg? No, no, I would have made you pay. And on that Thank note, you. we'll wrap it up. Till next time, remember, there's no better high than learning to fly. Just Plane Radio is brought to you by JustPlaneRadio.com. I say we take off and nuke the entire site from Morbid. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. It's the only way to be sure. Just Plane Radio is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. But just plain wrong. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past shows worldwide over the internet at JustPlaneRadio.com. I'm going to leave my people up to the radio tower. So tell a friend and take off every week with Just Plane Radio. And I'm going to make a call. The show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle.
Listen up, everybody. I have some news. The opinions you just heard on Just Plain Radio are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. We are screwed. They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management, or advertisers. A little too far. Cross the line. There are many factors to consider before learning to fly. What is your problem? So make sure you do your own research and get the proper instruction before your exploration into aviation. Thank you very much, sir. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at JustPlainRadio.com. 